0: On a Thursday, on which I'm very happy. I'm very fucking happy, I don't mind telling you. Um, Liverpool have not commented about a certain thing. So I'm not really going to either. What I will say, though, is... If you've released a video... about 12 years doing something... and you don't mention the manager or teammates that are solely responsible for the myth that you were a great player or some sort of great leader, well, then you've handled yourself with the kind of class I expected. Anyway, we have news from Paul Joyce this morning that Fabinho's move to Al Ittihad should go through in the coming days. It appears like the parties have resolved any issues there might have been Around that transfer, so that's positive. Getting forty million for Fab is very good business, and I've seen some people uh, whinge and moan that oh, well, Chelsea are asking for fifty million for Conor Gallagher. That's because it's West Ham, who are Chelsea's rival. That's why they're asking fifty million. But West Ham don't have to pay that money; they can not pay the money and go and buy a good player instead. Conor Gallagher is also six years younger than Fab and he's English. So these factors, and he can run, which is also a factor. He's not a good player. He's a good player. He's not as good as Fab was, but he can run. He's English and he's six years younger. And if you're a little bit gammon like David Moyes, Conor Gallagher's more your bag than Fabinho is. Getting 40 million for Fab is really good business. Really good business. So let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. We're getting 52 million pounds for two lads that realistically were worth 20. Fab was worth about 20. The other fella had no value. Not one single English club would have given us a penny for him. And if they had, it would have been a minuscule amount that have offered him far less wages than we were paying him. And we would have had to pay him to go away. Instead, he's just snuck out through the back door on his own. So it's great. This summer is going brilliantly. Absolutely brilliant. Great price for Fab. It's a shame to lose him because he's been phenomenally good for us. And if he was even 80% of what he was at his peak, you'd want to keep him because he could be that six in rotation and he'd fill in at centre-back for you. He could be a good stand-in for Virgil, certainly better than Joel or Joe, but he's not. And I know he improved at the end of the season, but he didn't improve to being good. He improved from absolutely awful to about below average. You know, that's what the improvement was. He went from shit to, eh, can't really run, you know? There was a handful of good games through the season. That was it. Man City at home. When he didn't have to play with the fellow who he had to carry, he looked okay. And I know he wouldn't have had to carry anybody next season, but others would have had to carry him a little bit. And we need to get past that point. We've got Dominic in. We've got Alexis in. We've got Trent moving into midfield in this hybrid role. Besetic, we've got... Can, can do that role. We've got Curtis, obviously, can play as an eight. Might play in a double pivot the odd time. We've got... Harvey's played, obviously, as an eight, though I, I don't know how much he'll play the next year. And we've got Thiago. So as things stand, midfield looking pretty good. Two players short of where we need it to be. Now, it looks like the first one will be Romeo Lavia. We've got reports this morning. The second bid has gone in. And there is an expectation that this bid will get it done. It seems to be a fee in the region of about £45 million, um, including some add-ons. So I think that will be enough to get it done. I think it will be enough to get it done. I think both clubs want the resolution. It's pretty clear the player wants to move. So Liverpool fly out to Singapore today. If he gets his medical done today, he could fly out tomorrow. You figure they can just quickly do some some media stuff, fly him out tomorrow, and he can finish off the media stuff there because there will be uh, a media group with the squad. So all things considered, Lavia should be done and wrapped up over the weekend, which will be fantastic. And then we'll need one more. Fabinho will go out and we'll need one to replace him. Who that's going to be, I mean, there's loads of good options. I've been over them and over them and over them. The one I love is De Cure, largely just because he can walk in and start day one and he immediately improves us. But it's possible that Lavia will just walk in and be the starter. So we're looking for someone that can rotate with him and potentially rotate into other areas as well. So Manu Kone and Kefran Turam are the two names I keep coming back to because we've done all the groundwork on both of these players. We had personal terms sorted with these players over a month ago. Kefran was going to be a Liverpool player until the Dominic thing came up. So maybe we just cycle back to Kefran. He is more of an eight, but he can play as a six. Is it ideal? No. Will it work? Yeah, probably against certain teams. It probably will against certain teams. And you can play Kefren, Lavia, Alexis and Dominic together in a diamond or in a box if you play a back four, and a front two. So it would give us that option as well. You could play Dominic and Kefren as the advanced two with Alexis and Lavia as the deeper two. You could play Alexis... And Dominic as the advanced two with Kefren and Lavia as the deeper two. You could play it as a diamond with Lavia deepest, Kefren and Alexis as the engine, and Dominic up front. If we could get Peffron Turam for around forty five million, so that'd be a hundred and five between him and Dominic. That's a much better use of funds than buying Jude Bellingham. It really just is a much better use of funds, and if we can get this midfield done with Alexis, Dominic, Lavia, and Turam, or or Manu Kone and we come out of it having spent, let's just say it's a hundred and seventy-five million, but we've actually brought back in fifty-two million by selling uh fabinho and henderson that's a 123 ish million net spend on the midfield arsenal spent 170 million on rice and havertz our business would be significantly better than theirs our midfield would be significantly better than theirs we've already got a better attack and when our defense gets the arson gear we've got a better defence and clearly a better goalkeeper and clearly a better manager, we will wipe the floor with them. And we'll wipe the floor with most teams. If we're locked in next season and we're focused and we're committed, the only team that stands to us is City. The only team. And the only thing they've had over us in recent years is they've had a better midfield. Because we had Fab, but they had Rodri. We had Thiago, they had Gundogan. So you're about a wash there. You're about even. But we had Henderson, and they had Kevin fucking De Bruyne. The gap was monumental. But now you turn that around. Okay, Rodri's better than Lavia, but Lavia's on the up. And that gap will close. They don't have Gundogan anymore. Now they've got Kovacic. We've got Alexis. We've still got Thiago. We're good. They've got KDB. Yeah, we've got Dominic now. Is he as good? No, but he might be. He might be in a couple of years. He might be where KDB has been in a couple of years. And now we'd have real depth as well. Because we'd have Thiago. We'd have Curtis. We could have Manu or Kefrin. We'd have Besetich. We'd have real depth in midfield. Real quality options to roll out. So we'd be in great shape in the middle of the park. Our front five options are better than theirs. I know they've got Haaland. I know he's a cheat code. Yada, yada, all the rest. Our front five options are better than theirs. And as long as we've got Ibu and Virgil, I'm taking our defense over anybody, And as long as we've got Alisson, we've got the best keeper in the world. And then we've got Klopp. So we'll have to overcome some settling in pains and such. But there's no reason we can't do what Arsenal did last season and run them up in the first half of the season because we'll be able to play one team in the league each and every game and a completely different team in the Europa League and still advance past the Europa League group stage. And play that Europa League team in the League Cup as well. And just keep that Premier League eleven together. Game after game after game. And there's no World Cup to break up momentum this year. So if we can run that into the second half of the season, we might go into the second half of the season with an 8-10 to 10 point lead. Now we will stumble at some point. Mo will go to AFCON, so that that will be tough to overcome. But we should still have enough. We should still have enough. I don't think we'll win the league, but I think we'll push City closer than anyone has pushed them outside of us. I will push them more than Arsenal did last year, push them more than United did when they thought they were king shit in 2021 I don't think there's any other team in the league that can stand to us other than them and you never know like there's a reason nobody's won four league titles in a row before in England because it's very fucking hard to maintain that level year after year and they'll start this season with KDB missing with a serious injury that he might come back from and not not immediately look all that comfortable. They've lost Gundogan. They've lost Mares. Now, unless you're 3-0 up, Red mares doesn't bring you a whole lot, but, you know, he's a good squad option. Um, there's still some humming and hawing over Bernardo Silva and what's going to happen with him. There's still no movement on the Gvardi all front. They kind of are in a holding pattern at the minute, which is a little bit weird. They're signing... Nathan Aki to a new contract. So have they decided to just give up on Cavardiol? I have no idea. But you know, I'm I'm very very confident going into next season. I'm very optimistic about our chances of doing really well next season. Really, really am. Uh, this is Anfield has a whole bunch of coverage about Henderson. Uh, Liverpool.com has more articles on Romeo Lavia than you can shake a stick at. On Anfieldindex.com, we have uh, a piece about Keito Nakamura, the Japanese winger that apparently we have made a bid for. A couple of pieces about Henderson, a couple of pieces about Lavia. There's a new under pressure. There is the transfer pod with Trev and Dave. And that is it. That's all I have for you folks. So I will not be here tomorrow or Monday. Tuesday is questionable. Questionable. Um, I'm hopeful I'll be back Tuesday. If not, if not, it'll be Wednesday. But just know that I'm always thinking about you. I'm always thinking about ways I can say things that will offend you, wind you up, sometimes make you smile, sometimes make you laugh. Sometimes make you give out, sometimes make you send an email to Eddie or Gags. <laughs> he's saying he can't be saying things like that. But what I want you to do over the weekend. Now bear in mind, Fabinho's still technically a Liverpool player. But he's leaving. But Fab is not included in this. Just just sit back and relax at some point And allow yourself to enjoy the fact. That since the, the first time, the, for the first time, and I want to make sure I have my years correct here. So we used to sing about having the best midfield in the world. And in 2007, that changed because we signed a ship midfielder. And we've always had <clears throat> at least one, often two, ship midfielders since then. And now you can enjoy the fact that your club no longer owns any shit midfielders. Enjoy your weekends. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community